Community Voice Podcast, episode number 31. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Community Voice Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here yet again to introduce you to somebody else who is a longtime member of the GSPN.TV community, somebody that Stephanie and I have grown to get to know over the course of many years. Many, many. And uh, chances are, if you've listened to enough of our shows, you've probably heard from this person uh, several times. His name is Fred from Long Island. <laughs> That's his last name. It's it's all really <laughs> long, and it's actually Fred Firestein. Fred, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? I've never been better. It gets better every minute of the day. All right. I'm glad to hear. Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen much today, but I'm glad to hear Stephanie has a voice again. Yes. Yes. I'm very glad to have one also. Indeed. Hey, Fred, why don't you do us a favor and tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I am a, let's see, I'm a husband. I am a father of two kids, age 16 and 8. I live on Long Island. I'm originally from Montreal, Canada. Um, Now, a brief description of how my parents met is pretty interesting. My dad is from Philadelphia. My mom from Montreal, born and raised. And they met while they were vacationing in Atlantic City back in the 60s before it was a casino town. Uh, It was just kind of a rundown beach town back then. Um, They courted. Now, back in those days, there was no Internet, no no long distance phones, you know, were kind of expensive thing. Right. My dad actually relocated to Greenland for a while and they kind of talked back and forth. So all this to say that. I wonder often how my life would have turned out if I had ended up in in one of those two places, whether it was Montreal or or Philadelphia, without the other parent, you know. So um, basically, we lived in in Montreal till I was 13, and then we moved down to South Jersey, where kind of where my dad was from for a while. And I've lived in the Northeast U.S. ever since, and uh, met my wife in college, and uh, we were college sweethearts, got married. And uh, here we are 22 years later. Awesome. And so what do you do for a living? I am, I like to, the shorthand is I'm a computer professional. Um, The longer story is that I I started out uh, as one of those guys providing technical support over the phone for medical software. And then I, I, I always wanted to be a programmer. So I was a programmer for a while, became a systems administrator. And now I work for one of those uh, global companies. This one does uh, news and financial information, distributes financial markets information to all the banks and everything. And I work with that uh, kind of software now. So it's a software that gets the information from the financial markets to our customers. And so you do the programming? Is that what you said? Uh, well, I'm more uh, system administration now. I do okay. hardware and software installation. I, I deal with Linux, Windows, um, Solaris, all that kind of stuff. I know that a long time ago you you were talking all about your special, like a wasn't a DVR system or something like that you built with our Linux system. Yes, yeah, that's because I you know I kind of had the Linux background and I was looking for basically a way to avoid paying every month for a DVR. So I, it was um, called Myth TV, right? 
Yes, yes, and it's it's still running in my house. Is it really? It's, yes. Um, the cable company over time has made it a little more complicated because you can't just plug in your your um, cable ready TV into the wire anymore. So you have to use a cable box and things. It gets complicated, but yeah, it's it's still. I, I listed that under my hobbies because uh, anytime you have a little computer project, you know, it's going to require some maintenance. So yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, the kids are saying, "Dad, this didn't record right," or you know, "Is this on the schedule or whatever?" But it, it works pretty well. Sweet. I, yeah. rem- I remember uh, when you had first joined Twitter, it was always tweeting out, you know, hey, I just recorded this or I just watched this and, and stuff yeah, like that. Invariably yeah, invariably, whenever I upgrade that that uh, software, it'll it'll spit out whatever it's been holding up for a day or two, you know, so. Yeah. That's kind of spammy. <laughs> All right. So one of the things that I know about you is that you have had a very intense focus on your own health and 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 well-being physically yeah uh well it, it started because you know i was one of those guys that i was i was kind of scrawny um i think cliff when you and i meet we're going to find we're about the same height and our, our goal weight's about the same so i'm like 510 511 and you're a little I was taller always, than me okay and and i was looking to be well i mean i was when i was a teenager and a young adult uh, 150 pounds right didn't really change off of that i had skinny waist and um, then I stopped uh, basically, you know, when I was a teenager, I didn't have a car. So I did a lot of bicycling. I, I was on the cross country team for a couple of years. Then I got into college a little less active. I didn't I didn't really, you know, gain that freshman 20 or whatever, but uh, a little less active. And then I got into the work world and you know how that goes, you know, sitting in a job all day. So next thing I knew, uh, I was at, say, 177 pounds, right, 2003. Um, then I may have made some half-hearted attempts to lose some weight, but, but my highest weight that I got up to is about 196 pounds. So at that point, you know, this is not like the 400 pound guy got down back to his goal weight, you know, but not being a very big guy, I, I didn't want to gain much more weight than that. I was already having trouble with running upstairs and, you know, all kinds of silly things. So it, it was time to get serious, but I didn't really. So I messed around with Weight Watchers for a while, and um, right around the time you guys got got serious about your your health and, and fitness, or at least you started talking about it to us, um, you were talking about calorie counting. So uh, last, uh, let's say it was 2009, so a year and a half ago now or something, I started uh, looking into calorie counting, and that helped me to lose finally that last amount of weight, you know, maybe um, 20 pounds that I had left. In, in a pretty short amount of time. So I, I give you guys credit for that, definitely. I mean, awesome. you know, there, there was other things that contributed along the way. My mom has, has been health conscious my whole life because, you know, both my parents kind of had trouble with weight. So um, they were always investigating something, you know, everything from the medical uh, supervised fasts uh, to Weight Watchers to everything, the Christian ones, you know. Every plan they tried, my mother experimented with vegetarianism. They finally became vegetarians uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago. So uh, I've seen it all, and, uh, you know, those are some positive influences too. But you guys were definitely a big help. That's awesome. I'm just – I'm sorry. I'm watching Cliff. I'm totally distracted. (laughs) 
<laughs> Stephanie is not following I, my outline here. I'm not following. Well, oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not at all. I was listening to his story. I, I was... I was engaged. But you don't mentally. listen to people when we're interviewing. You're, you're yes. supposed to be thinking of the next question. I'm just kidding. No, you're not, actually. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, Fred, how are you doing now? Are you at your goal weight now? I am at, uh, well, I, I was headed for 150 when I, when I, like a year and a half ago when I finally got there. And um, now I've actually built on some muscle. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm like, you know, we can talk about the programs that I've done, which is uh, Jillian Michaels, the Shred It mm -hmm. um, video, and the other couple that come with that, uh, and also P90X. And I'm certainly not one of those super ripped guys, but I went from being the, the scrawny guy to, like, now I can pick up a heavy box. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, so because of that, I, I have gained about 10 pounds. Okay. Um, and I'm still working on that that really tight stomach kind of look. You know what I mean? Right, I mean, maybe yeah. it's, you know, I'm in my mid-40s now, so who knows if it'll ever happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm still working toward that. Got Basically, it. Fred wants to play music on his ab xylophone for his wife. Is that what exactly. he wants to do, right? <laughs> okay. That's great. Um, can, I, can I break from the... Yes, you can break from the outline. I'm totally going to break from the outline. Because, Fred, one of the things that I have um, loved kind of watching and hearing from you in, in your feedback and stuff is um, I know that your wife um, homeschools your two children. Yes. And, um, and I'm sure you've heard that, that I will be homeschooling Matthew in the fall. And I have to tell you that I am so glad to know that there are already people in the community who um, have kind of been around the block before me. Oh yeah, that, and, that I know, can that I can turn to. Sure, I mean, following them on Twitter, I, I mean, I, you know, there's a few of them that I follow, and and you'll see there's highs and lows, you know. Um, but as long as you kind of stick to that commitment, my wife uh, investigated this before our daughter went into kindergarten, and and she was our first, you know, going back mm -hmm. to 1999 or something, right? So uh, when she hit kindergarten around then. Uh, you know, we said, hey, you know, we're, we're new, relatively new, new parents, you know, let's give the public school system a try, right? right. Um, and for our daughter, it was not a good fit. She had, she had a lot of issues as far, well, she was ahead, first of all, in reading. And if you're ahead in anything, then they say, oh, that's great. We don't have to deal with you. Right. You know, I had that problem with math in ninth grade where they said, oh, you're ahead in math. That's perfect. You just sit there and do a little self-study. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... That was one thing, and and she had some some uh, other issues that were on the negative side. That you know, after a couple of years of trying in the school system, we said maybe homeschooling is not such a bad idea, you know. So right. so that so that was it. And you go from the first year where it's kind of a trial run to then you're kind of in your groove for grade school, and then you know you hit junior high and high school, and you kind of think about it again. And for some people, they say, you know what, I want the traditional high school experience. I want the football teams. I want the whatever. Right. Um, you know, other parents, they go straight through. One of our friends is getting ready to send their um, son to a very um, highly rated technical school. You know, awesome. I mean, there are a lot of success that I would right. recommend to look for these books where they talk about the success stories. You know, OK, because that, that would be very encouraging and awesome. give you some inspiration. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. And um and as is Matthew. So now we're just trying to stay focused on on finishing the fourth grade. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, my wife is the expert here. I just bring home the paycheck. You know what I mean? And occasionally <laughs> I help out. Right. Uh, like I'll go on a field trip or something. But 
um, I would say, you know, her success has come from planning ahead, mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, a few months ahead in some cases to make sure you have your, all your books in line and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just have a support group around you, to somebody to, to ask questions and gripe to and maybe get some tutoring, you know, because that's, you know, people will, will talk and they'll say, well, how could you possibly know everything about every subject? And it's not that. You have to kind of surround yourself with, again, a community of people, and different people have different skills. You know, these friends of ours, one of them happens to be a microbiologist, so she's perfect for biology class, you know what I mean? Right, absolutely. You know, so if you need help with math or whatever it is, you know, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, so. That's awesome. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the outline. I'm going to go back to the outline because, okay. you know, that's what all good little... Ravenscraft podcasters do. Um, you speak French, of course, growing uh-huh. up, right? Yeah, well, of, you would say, of course, of course, my kids don't speak French because I'm the only French-speaking person that they know on a day-to-day basis. So that's kind of a, a sore point for me. But yes, because I spent those 13 years in, Can- in, in mm-hmm. you know, French Canada, right? Uh, that was the perfect environment for that. Okay. So did you make a decision when you had kids just to not? I mean, did it just... We made a lot of um, sort of attempts, and we have probably five different, like, learned French uh, systems, including Rosetta Stone and other okay. things, but none of them ever stuck, none, you know. None of them ever stuck. Okay. I, I just, I wonder, because um, we have friends who, um, from many years ago, actually, I haven't spoken to them in many, many years, but anyway, um, the wife was American, and the husband was um Spoke what did he spoke? Uh, German. No Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese. Right? Oh, you're talking about Brandon and yeah, Marcio. Yeah. Marcio. Yeah, Portuguese. And, um, and so when they had their first child, she only spoke English and he only spoke Portuguese, and so they they had, you know, bilingual children. And uh, yeah, and so I, it's just it's just amazing how we can let something that is part of us not not move on to our children for for one reason or another. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's tough, you know, and it's been tough for me to, to realize that. But, I, you know, certain things, I guess you just can't, uh, you know, well, it I, just happens. I think, I think right. some yeah. things, you know, it, 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 it's necessity, which is, is something that causes you to really apply yourself to right. learning as well. And Well, I mean, if you look at it in the opposite sense, um, when I was a kid, uh, it was very easy for me to get exposure to English because it was on TV. So I learned a lot of English early on from Sesame Street. You know, even though dad wasn't home. Right. You know, we had the TV on and, you know, my mom obviously spoke English to my dad. But um, the the English uh, grammar and things that I learned early on was from Sesame Street and from whatever books I was reading. I was a pretty avid reader. Talking about being a reader, I, you know, I have a Kindle uh, device and when I power it off, it, it randomly chooses these crazy-looking people uh, <laughs> to to display on my thing. They don't give you the ability to choose your own images to to be your your cover image. Uh, and every now and then, there's this guy named Jules Verne, and I have no idea who this person is. Really? Yeah. So t- you happen to have a pretty big Jules Verne collection, I understand. I I do. Um, ever since I was a kid. I, I've been reading those books. Now, you may have heard of something called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I've definitely heard that title, never read uh, it. And journey, I, to, journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. I definitely have heard of it. 
Okay, those are both novels that were written by Jules Verne. He also didn't, wrote another didn't one. Didn't Brandon Fraser play in a movie called Generate? Brent, Brandon Fraser. Brad, mm -hmm. Brandon Fraser? I, yes. saw, I saw that movie. Loosely based on the book. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, there yeah. were more accurate uh, depictions of the book, like in the f whatever, 50s, 60s. I think there was a movie that came out. Oh, yes, Around the World in 80 Days. Thank you, Winnie, in oh, the okay. chat room. I saw that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Was it yeah, that Jackie so, Chan? Jackie Chan. Yep. Yeah. So he was a he was a French author, a contemporary of Mark Twain. Okay. Uh, maybe a little earlier than Mark Twain. I'm I'm trying to get my years straight, but uh, right around that time period, late 1800s. And uh, if you you've heard of steampunk, right? No. No, steampunk is like the um, if you took the 18th century and inserted high tech into it, sort of like Back to the Future Three. Okay. You know the. Uh, the, the uh, nuclear-powered uh, steam engine kind of thing, you know. So it, it, Jules Verne came up with all this futuristic stuff that that obviously was set in his time period, the 1800s. So he had, like, the nuclear-powered submarine and things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, he was one of the early science fiction writers. Very cool. Yep. So uh, let's see here. I, I was going to ask you about some of your other hobbies. I noticed that you have been recently blogging for the very first time. Yes. Well, if you look at my other blog, um, there's another blog I have that's not related to this, but I started it a couple years ago and never really went anywhere with it. Um, I've been blogging this past month about um, Tony Horton's book called Bring It. Tony Horton is the creator of P90X and I, I did that exercise program for about a year or so. Uh, when I found out he was coming out with a book, I had to have it. And I said, well, this is a perfect opportunity for me to talk about, you know, because there's, there's a ton of P90X blogs out there that are very good. And I felt like I was kind of late to the party there. But um, with this book, I figured it's brand new. Let me get out there and blog about it. So I read it and I've been doing the workouts and uh, the, the uh, nutrition plan didn't really work out as well as I might have hoped, but I, I did get some ideas from there. His idea for nutrition is basically whole foods, not processed. Um, then he then he goes through this whole cleanse for a few weeks where first you eliminate, um, let's say, processed sugar, and then the next week maybe uh, you eliminate uh, gluten and things like that. But I, I never really did any of that for the month. Right. Uh, you know, I, I did try to eat healthy, but... You know, I had some stumbles along the way. It was my birthday for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta That's celebrate right. your birthday. Gotta have the birthday. Well, hey, uh, how long have you been listening, and how did you find out about GSPN? Okay, now I was trying to remember because you say it all the time, but you started in two thousand five, correct? Yeah, yeah December sixteenth, two thousand five. We I recorded our first episode. Okay, that following spring, I was on the internet looking for clues and spoilers for Lost. And I found out about these things called podcasts where people were talking about Lost. So I went and found out how to download those, and that's how I found you guys, like among the first ones. Um, I, I listened to you. I listened to Ryan and Jen. I listened to Jay and Jack. And eventually I found the Delta Park Project Lost podcast also. And that was sort of the core of the podcasts that I listened to. And, uh, I mean, there again, you guys pretty much introduced me to social media. Sweet. Wow. Very cool. Because I was never, before that, I'd been on a couple of those email uh, group lists, you know, where you used to answer back and forth. Yep. 
Uh, but I was never on the online communities like CompuServe or anything like that, AOL. I mean, I, I joined those things for a month just to get access to technology and then, you know, uh, cancel it before I had to pay. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're, to wrap things up here, I want to ask you just to share some of the people that you have grown to call a close personal friend or, or have a pretty decent relationship to with, <laughs> ah, anyway, in the community. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, as far as the GSPN folks, I mean, there's quite a few that I follow on Twitter. Uh, but, I mean, the people that I interact with a lot is the, uh, the girls from uh, Girls Night In Radio. I've, I've been talking to them since way back. Um, that's Jamie, Rachel, and Maggie. Um, Stephanie from Wisconsin is another one. Um, Amanda from Michigan. <coughs> Sharon from New York, I think, is listening in right now, um, and she shares my birthday. That's awesome. Yes, she does. I, so, you know, I, I saw a big tweet about somebody else tweeted about her birthday, and I said happy birthday. As a matter of fact, I saw your tweet where you said happy birthday to her, and I made a big, huge deal about, hey, everybody, it's Sharon's birthday. And I didn't realize until about a, like an hour and a half later, somebody told me, he's like, you know, it's Fred's birthday, too. And uh, that was me. That was Stephanie. <laughs> we were in a hotel room in Georgia, and I turned around, and I'm like, um, you know, it's Fred's birthday, too. He's like, no, I didn't know that. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> it's been the same way know, for five years. I don't know too many people who have my birthday, you know, that, other than like Abraham Lincoln and, you know, some mm. celebrity or something, but... Um, let's see. Uh, Winnie is here in the chat. Kylie Mack, Christine Peel-Malkoff, Jen Davis, who's over kind of by you guys a little bit in Cleveland, I guess. Um, Jeff Gentry, Andy and Eric, of course. Carol Baker, who's upstate in New York. We call upstate anything that's north of Long Island. Okay. So pretty much from here, here to Canada. So um, in April in Texas, those are the ones that I just noticed on Twitter today, but I mean, so many people in the GSPN and now uh, SQPN also communities that I've got to know, you know, through Twitter and Facebook. And I mean, it's great. That's awesome. And do you have any interesting moments or things to share about how you've interacted with the community? <laughs> well, I, I wrote down some of this stuff that, as I was remembering it from emails. And I remember one time, I forget even what it was, but you called me on my cell phone. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was like so excited. I, just out of the blue, you know. I've done that a couple times to people where I'll just r randomly take somebody who's called in a lot of feedback and I'll look at the caller ID and I'm like, I'm just going to call Fred and see yeah. what's up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Fred, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. So um, I did help you co-host a show at least once, right? Yeah. Um, that that show you had called Net Junk. I think that was one of your first technology shows you did with Robert way back when. Yeah. I forgot um, all about NetJunk. Well, that's funny because, I mean, that, that was like the genesis of your technology podcasting. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it's amazing. Matter of fact, there's a lot of episodes of NetJunk. And, and when I tell people the numbers of what we have, NetJunk's not included. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny. Uh, I, I, should, I should probably pull those out of the archives. Th those aren't even on the Plus site, are they? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have to no. look into that. Right. I'm pretty wow. sure they're not. Um, now, during the talk show days, I became infamous or famous because one time we were having a post-show discussion. I already I know where asleep. this is going. Yes. I fell asleep and I hadn't 
muted my phone. It's classic, Fred. It, it's so, just classic. And I have this vague memory, like, of, of people talking to me and about me, you know, while I was sleeping. <laughs> yep. We were talking to you. I don't remember that we were talking about you. Oh, just yeah, like, no, no. After we re recognized like, is that Fred, Fred is asleep. asleep? Yeah, we, we we talked about Fred for quite a bit. Was that our five-hour call? Do you remember? Um, that was a long one, yeah. Yeah, we did a five-hour hey, talk show call. Fred? Yeah. I used to fall asleep during those law shows all the time. <laughs> yeah, now you're on video, so you... Right, you, now you, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Wow, too funny. Um, so the other thing was when you guys were talking about Ch Chipotle so much back then, and we didn't have one here on Long Island... And finally, they opened one, and I got all excited. I told my family, oh, we have to go there. We have to go there. And I, I still can't believe you guys don't have them as a sponsor. Yeah, that, that that's just not right. Of course, it's pretty much mostly because I haven't really pursued it. But they should <laughs> they should be a sponsor of yeah. GSPN. That's, that should be what we have for dinner. Are you buying? I'll buy. I'm thinking <laughs> Chipotle. All right. Anyway, well, you know, Fred, I just wanted to say that that out of all the people who are out there in the community, I don't think anybody out there stands a chance at beating you with the one award that we would get out, give out, and that would be the most number of pieces of audio feedback provided. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Well, wait, 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 wait a second. No, uh, okay, I take that back. Okay, I t you're gonna have to. You'd have to squabble with Wayne Henderson for that title. <laughs> well, that's no, true. I, th I think that Fred would have it if you went way yeah, back no. into the. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be a close one, though. No. Well, I, I don't know. It, you know, and this is for this is for Wayne. I have to say, there's quality and then there's quantity. So you know, whatever. It's a toss up, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's definitely got me on quality. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Fred, it has been an honor Absolutely. to get to know you over these years. And, and, and you know, this is the one time I can say that even though I don't listen to a podcast with Fred, I've, heard, I've had enough voice feedback that I, I feel like I know a lot about Fred and who he is and, and stuff like that. So um, I just want to say it's been a pleasure to get to know you. And, of course, Fred is also on the gspncommunity.com website, and we'll put a link to his profile on there. Which probably has a link to your Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, I would assume. Yes. All right. Well, friends, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Until next time, we encourage you to go to gspncommunity.com and join, join the, the community. community.